Here's today's federal newscast. I'm Eric White. House Democrats are calling on the Defense Department to disclose the number of troops the U.S. has in war zones overseas. Members of the House Oversight and Government Reform National Security Subcommittee hope the Trump administration will follow its predecessor's footsteps by staying transparent about how many service members are currently deployed. National Guard officers get a step closer to getting backdated pay. The House Armed Services Committee votes to put a provision in the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill to pay National Guard officers for the time they wait for the Defense Department to approve promotions. Some Guardsmen wait up to six months or more for promotions to be approved. The Defense Department offers a new rationale for its upcoming winner-take-all contract for cloud computing. Federal News Radio's Jared Serbu has more. In a report to Congress, DOD says it would be too cumbersome to offer the JEDI award to more than one vendor. Officials argue a multiple award contract would delay the department's move to the cloud since every task order would have to go through a new competition between several different vendors. Instead, the Pentagon wants one company that can deliver an online ordering tool, spinning up new cloud computing services as soon as military components need them. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio. Vendors will soon have an easier time proving their cloud services are secure. The Federal Risk Authorization and Management Program, or FedRAMP, and the Cloud Security Alliance's STAR program will be jointly developing the FedStar program. FedStar will offer mutual recognition between the two security programs based on a common framework for deployment, use, and maintenance. The House will bring the VA Mission Act to the floor for debate Wednesday. Lawmakers are under a tight timeline as the current Veterans Choice Program is expected to run out of funding by May 31st. It's the first time a new major piece of Veterans Choice legislation has bipartisan support in the House and Senate and the White House. The legislation is expected to replace the Veterans Choice Program within the next year. The EPA's Inspector General says Administrator Scott Pruitt requested around-the-clock security on his first day at the agency. Last year, Pruitt cited multiple death threats as grounds for the enhanced security. The EPA has spent over $3 million on Pruitt's 20-member full-time security detail, more than three times the size of the last administrator's part-time security force. There are nearly a dozen open IG and committee investigations into spending by Pruitt and his aides. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross says a last-minute addition to the 2020 census will not impact response rates. The Commerce Department agreed to add a citizenship question to the upcoming count back in March. Ross says the question will be the last one asked on the 2020 form, so it'll be easy to skip if anyone has a problem with it. Last week, Ross told senators he recently sent his recommendations for a permanent census director to the White House. The agency hasn't had a permanent head in nearly a year. NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine announces Mark Geyer as the next director of the agency's Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. Geyer replaces former astronaut Ellen Ochoa, who's retiring after 30 years with the agency. Geyer is currently serving as the acting deputy associate administrator for technical for the Human Explorations and Operations Mission Directorate at NASA headquarters in D.C. Johnson Space Center is one of NASA's largest installations with about 10,000 civil service and contractor employees. The Veterans Affairs Department adds a new executive in a crucial position. More now from Tom Temin in today's management report. Paul Lawrence, confirmed by the Senate two weeks ago, starts work today as VA's Undersecretary for Benefits. Lawrence was public sector vice president at Kaiser Associates. He also worked in the federal consulting practices of Ernst & Young, Accenture, MITRE, and IBM. The Ph.D. in economics is a former Army captain. Thomas Murphy, the VBA executive in charge until now, becomes VBA's Midwest Area Director. I'm Tom Temin. And the longest-serving CIO at one DHS component is on the move. Adrian Gardner's leaving as the FEMA Chief Information Officer. He accepts a reassignment to be the Executive Director of Recovery Communications Technology in the Caribbean Area Division of FEMA. Federal News Radio obtains an email from FEMA Chief of Staff Eric Heiberger announcing the change. 
Heiberger says Patsy Garnett will serve as acting CIO. She is currently FEMA's deputy CIO. In his new role, Gardner will lead the continuity of communications for the Caribbean territories, where he will ensure there is an interoperable and resilient infrastructure. I'm Jason Miller. Find these stories at federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.